Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to seize this opportunity to thank you for tuning in and for your support and encouragement. Thank you for coming alongside me and for listening to my walk of faith. I'm passionate about talking to you about my faith because of the impact, positive impact it's had on my life. I always say this is not a religious conversation. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you have not seen. It is the ability to step out of your comfort zone and do the things you've never done before and attempt things that, humanly speaking, appear to be impossible. They are always two realities. The reality of what your five senses are telling you and the reality of what your sixth sense is telling you. And that sixth sense is the ability to operate in faith. It's very important. No matter what you are doing, no matter where you are, it's crucial that you understand how to activate your faith and how to use it. The highest level of faith is faith in God. And this faith is rooted in the word of God. He has revealed to us his plan, his purposes in our lives. And there are lots of promises for us in the word of God that we can use in our time of need to have victory. Once more, this is my experience. This is my story. This is my worldview. How I integrate the information that I come across. And I'm hoping to share this with you so that it can encourage you. If you haven't shared your own story, if you've not written about it, there is help available we can help you as well. I own and run IEM Press. It's going to help you get your book written and published. That said, we are going to go back to my story and I'll keep sharing with you how my faith helped me to navigate 
the earlier, the early years that I came to the United States. Last time, I ended at a point where my wife and son went to the U.S. Embassy to get a visa to join me, and they were turned down. Before they went to the embassy, remember I told you that I had borrowed to the tune of $3 million when I was leaving Cameroon as a student, and that money was accruing interest at 10% a month. When I got my teaching assistantship, they were paying me about $1,100 a month. And I started trying to pay back the debt. But because the interest was compounding, there was no way for me to pay off that debt quickly. I'm making $1,100 a month. The interest on the loan is 300. I have to pay my rent, feeding, and other things. That meant that it was very difficult for me to upset the interest and start paying down the principal on that money. Remember the conversation I had at the kitchen sink where I believe the devil was speaking in my mind and telling me, how on earth are you going to get out of this situation? You say God instructed you to come to this country and he did not just drop a money bag from heaven on your lap for you to use and sponsor the whole trip. You are in trouble. What are you going to do? I chose to transfer the burden to God. I told, I told God, look, you are the person who instructed me to come here. You're going to take care of this debt. I shared with one of the professors in the department that I was having a debt problem and it was weighing in my heart. I really don't know what, how I was going to go about it. After some months had passed, sometime around March of 2003, that was in the spring semester, he called me one day into his office and said, oh, you told me that you were owing some money. What has become of it? I said, the debt is still there. I'm still struggling uh, to, to pay it. The interest is just it's, it's compounding on me, and I'm really having difficulties paying this debt. He said, oh, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to get you a scholarship so that you can pay that debt. Before you say I get lucky, I want you to think about it. In graduate school, they don't give you scholarships to pay debt. When you receive money, is to do research. When you receive money, you have to use it for your studies, and in some cases, go to a conference and present what you did. But he said he was going to get that money specifically for me to pay off that debt. He sent me the application. 
I applied for uh, a scholarship with the Society of Mining Engineers. I got a scholarship to the tune of $3,500. Now, $3,500 may not be anything to you, but to me back then, it was huge. Right now, your own issue, maybe you need a couple of million dollars to do that project and you are feeling stretched and stuck. Yours may be a hundred thousand. Whatever the amount of money is, is not really important. What is important is the fact that God has the ability to take care of our needs irrespective of the size of the need. I have already said that even right now as I'm speaking to you, I'm no longer having need of a few thousand dollars. There are projects ahead of me that is going to need tens and thousands of, of hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to uh, uh, realize them. It's the same principle. It works if you, you need a dollar, ten dollars, a thousand, or a hundred thousand, or a million, or ten million, or a billion. Is the same principle. I got the money from the scholarship and paid off my debt completely. I paid it all the money completely. That was a huge relief. And until I finished graduate school, I never got any other scholarship that had that amount of money and that came purposely for me to use it and upset my debt. I had some other scholarships along the line, but they were very small and they were tied to my research project. I thank God that he took care of that need and paid off that debt. Now my wife was stuck in Cameroon with my son. The embassy refused giving them a visa. The reason they gave was that she could not prove that if she leaves the country, she was going to come back. We had to make one of the most difficult decisions I've ever made. I struggled with it. I labored with it because the, the idea of leaving our son in Cameroon for my wife to join me alone in the U.S., just I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I'd earlier said that I believe that families are meant to be together. Because of that, every other thing has to obey that rule. The economy, whatever it is, the, the immigration system, whatever, has to obey that rule so families can be together. That is how I looked at the situation. But I was pushed at the corner. There wasn't anything else I could do. The name of our first son is Afamboma, which means God's work. I called my wife and told her, please, you need to go back to the embassy and tell them to give you that visa. We agreed that she was going to leave our son behind and try to get a visa on her own. So she went to the embassy without our son. When she went to the embassy, the person was interviewing her, told her, oh, you came here last time and I'm the person who interviewed you, I'm going to give you to another person. So they sent her to a different person. The person looked at her passport. 
and asked her, oh, where is your son? She said, my son is at home. I didn't bring him here today because last time when I came here, I was told I don't have enough proof that if I go to the United States, I'll be returning back to Cameroon. So we decided that I'm going to travel alone. The woman said, would you like to travel with your son? My wife said, of course, I would like to travel with my son. So she issued a visa for her and her son without her son even being at the embassy. You talk of favor. You talk of, of, of God moving on our behalf. So when she called me, when she got a visa and said two of us are traveling, I couldn't, it, it was just mind boggling because I knew that she, was, she went to the embassy alone and now she was talking about two visas. That is how she and my son and our son were able to cross over and join me in the US. We are going to continue next time to see how this work of faith is not a one-time deal because with my family joining me, the dynamics changed. I was not yet, I was still a teaching assistant, but on temporal basis and a master student. And I, I was thinking of moving into the PhD program and there were just a lot of other decisions that I had to make. So far, we've learned that to walk by faith, you need to step out. You need to take the first step. When you take the first step, things will unfold for you at as time goes on, faith without works is dead. Faith is not just faith in faith itself. There is the ability to understand how to activate your faith in God and use it. I'm hoping that you who is listening to me is because you have a need. And I don't know what your need is. I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to throw off your arms that the world is against you. I want you to be still. I want you to recollect yourself. Don't panic. Whatever you are facing right now, no matter how big, no matter how small it is, you are going to come true. It can be as small as, in my case, when I needed socks and I prayed to God for those socks and the socks came. It can be as big as when I needed thousands of dollars to pay off the debt that I was owing and I had the favor of this professor getting that scholarship for me to pay off that debt. All what I'm encouraging you to do is to slow down. 
don't just listen to any advice that is not in alignment with character, that is not in alignment with truth, that is not in alignment with integrity. Just because everybody around you is doing things in a particular way does not necessarily mean that you should do what everybody else is doing. You should stand on your principles, stand on godly principles. And if you don't know God, if you don't have a relationship with him, it's also possible for you to do that. There's no cost. All what you need is to acknowledge that you are separated from God. You've sinned and fallen short of God's glory. All of us have missed the mark because it is written that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God's free gift of salvation is through Christ Jesus. You can reach out to God this day and tell him, I know I'm a sinner. I'm asking for your forgiveness and invite Christ to come into your life and change you. I know some of us are thinking, oh, man, you're crazy. What are you talking about? I have it all figured out. Of course, you do. If what I'm saying does not apply to you, fine. But if you are one of those people that you are highly successful, you've made a lot of money, made a name for yourself, you are popular, but you know, in the dark of night, you lie on bed and you can't go to sleep because you are troubled. When you think about the future, you are troubled. You are afraid. You successfully cover it up when you are among people, but when you are alone, you are plagued with fear. You are plagued with anxiety. When death is mentioned, you are scared because you don't know what lies on the other side. This is for you. Walking by faith is not for people who have failed. It's not for the poor. There is a void in all of us that only God can fill. And I want to encourage you, if you are filling that void, you thought when you have that promotion, it was going to make you happy. The promotion came and you realized that you're still empty. You thought if you were able to get married to your present husband, everything was going to fall in place. You got married, you realized that it didn't work. You thought maybe if you finish school and get your first job, everything was going to be cool. You did it and you're still empty. You thought if you had a certain amount of money in the bank that was going to give you confidence and assurance and take away all your fears. And you, you, you hit that mark, but you are still not contented. I want to encourage you, stop searching. Jesus is the answer. If you tend to him, he's going to change your life. He has been very faithful. As you are going to see, so far, he's not let me down. I still have a lot of obstacles ahead of me, as you're going to hear. But over the course of the years, 
He's always come true for me and my family. And I want to let you know that if you are not yet working with him, this is a wonderful opportunity for you to make that decision. It's going to change your life in ways that you cannot imagine. I want to thank you again for watching. We're going to continue in sharing the other miracles and answers to prayer that God did in my life and that of my family. If you've not read my book, Coming to America, A Journey of Faith, this is your opportunity to grab a copy of the book, check out the story for yourself. There's a number in here for you. If you want us to talk, please reach out to me. The purpose of this is just to make sure if there's somebody out there that is struggling, if there's somebody out there that is having doubts, that is worried, that is perplexed, that is depressed, whatever you're dealing with, that there is hope, don't give up. We can help you out. Call the number on the screen. Reach out to me. Let's have a one-on-one -on -one conversation if that is what you want. Again, share this video. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. If it has been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to share it with other people. Don't keep it to yourself. You have been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonken with IEM Approach where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Thank you for watching. God bless you.